This past week was Valentine's Day, and last week on the Redeemed Marriage Podcast, we talked about what a man really wants for Valentine's Day. And so we're going to flip the roles here today, and we're going to talk about what a woman really wants for Valentine's Day. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Rusty. And I'm Heather. And we're the Bryants, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. guys, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is Rusty and Heather Bryant, and we just wrapped up a great week of Valentine's and had a wonderful Valentine's Day around here. We hope that you guys did as well. And last week, before Valentine's, we started this little two-part mini-series where uh, we wanted to talk specifically about Valentine's, hopefully have a little bit of fun with it. And last week, we kind of just focused our attention on what men want on Valentine's, but really more than just on Valentine's. It was just what do men, what are the needs and desires of a man? And we talked a lot about respect and honor and just kind of being the man for their spouse, Um, being wanted and desired and just, you know, my wife thinks I'm the man. And then, of course, we got into the physical intimacy and just some things that I think that, you know, that we think that couples struggle with as they get too comfortable and familiar sometimes with each other. And so hopefully that was an encouragement to you. If you haven't listened, please go back and check that out. It'll be good for you and your spouse. You can't listen to part two without listening to part one. No. So hop back. Yep. So uh, Heather had no idea what we were talking about Mm -hmm. last week, and I'm the same for this week. Um, I don't know, so we're going to jump right in, and I'll just be put on the spot like Heather was last week. Have you ever seen the movie? I'm talking to our listeners, not you, because I know you've seen it. Well, they're not going to be able to answer you. Well, I know, but have y'all seen the movie, What Women Want? It's hilarious. Hilarious. One of of my favorites. It's hilarious. It's an old movie, um, Mel Gibson, right? Yep. And he can hear... Yep. what women are thinking mm-hmm. and it, it was an accident like he has a daughter and an ex-wife and I think he falls into the bathtub with the something electric the hair yeah. dryer or something yeah. like that and he gets shocked and then he can hear what women are thinking and it's so funny but th- I have found myself many times throughout our marriage saying I just wish he could Read my mind. Yeah, read my mind. And women, they can't. They cannot read your mind. And I have learned that. And it's very important for you to be able to tell them things that you need, tell them things that you want, tell them things that make you feel loved and appreciated. All of those things, that would be my very first word of advice to you. And is that tell your spouse some of these things. Okay, with that out of the way, (laughs) let's talk about some things that what we really want. As women, what do we really want um, 
from you, not just on Valentine's Day, like you said, but every day. Now, I will say that I am just speaking for me with a little bit of research behind it to make sure I'm not the only one in the world. But there are, there's so much of this that you may go, yeah, that's not really me. Or you may say, you may have, I'm sure you will have additions to what I'm saying. But just in general, I feel like that this is a big part of what women want from their spouses. Okay, you ready? Let's do it. Okay. So the very first thing that I think is women want to feel valued. They want to know what they do matters, and they want to feel loved and appreciated in that. That was a whole lot of words, valued, loved, appreciated, and what we do matters. But I wanted to kind of wrap that into one cute little piece with a bow on it. Because I think that no matter if you are a woman that works, or if you are a woman that um, stays home and works from home, um, in your home, that what you what you do every day, you want your husband to feel like it matters and that you are valued in that. I think a lot of times this strikes a chord for women who stay at home. And I remember the season that I got to stay home with our boys. And there were days that you would come home from work and I would still be in sweatpants and a t-shirt. And I would just be like, oh my gosh, it's your turn and hand you the kids. And, and you would just take them so I could even get a shower, Mm -hmm. you know, and for you to set, not have the, um, the words of saying, well, what'd you do all day? Or you can't manage to get out of your pajamas or, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that just to make me feel valued. And what you did all day is really, really important. And I'm thankful that you're here. And I'm thank you. And I'm thankful that our kids have you. And if you work, just noticing that working outside the home and then coming home and trying to do dinner and take care of yourself and trying to keep the house clean and try, you know, and of course I'm lucky enough that I have a husband that helps me a ton in that area, but there's a lot of women out there that don't have um, a spouse that helps them in that area. And and then they work full time or stay at, I mean, not stay at home moms, single moms. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of women that just do not feel appreciated for the big role that they have in the lives of their children's and the lives in the, of, of their home, lives of their home, the workings of their home and making their home function. So Mm -hmm. just feeling valued in that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, it's funny because it's not far off from what we talked about last week. First, when we said that a guy wants words of affirmation, wants to feel, respect honored you know the whole and it's probably a little bit different but you know a guy you know kind of wanting their wife to be like you're the man yeah you know and to and to feel that way but at the same time I think that it's I think that what you're saying is very similar it's just in a more gentle way (laughs) you know um like a more affectionate Mm -hmm. way I guess you could say um and uh you know so I think that's good and and yeah we don't do a good job of that because most guys are pretty self-centered and wrapped up in ourselves and also we just don't think a lot about that so it's a good reminder yeah um also living in a home with three boys who 
some really like to joke about the fact, Mama, get in there and cook me some dinner. You know, they're just being. being yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> like this one. Why are women's feet smaller oh than men? Lord. So they can get up closer to the stove. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't even with you people. But seriously. Yeah, y'all send him hate email for that one. Um, but, yeah, I I mean, I have boys that like to joke about that a lot. But they, they don't mean it real deep in their heart. I just know it. Right. But they, where was I going with that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh, I remember. Just so, how funny we are oh, yeah, and how much it. fun we that are to live it. with and just <laughs> all of that. It. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But y'all like to joke about that, but I think there are a lot of men in this world who think that all of that falls on the shoulders of their wife. And what I am saying, what women want for Valentine's Day and for every day is help. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a full working, full time working mom, like we can't do it all. We need help. And Rusty and I have an amazing thing going to where he picks up the slack. And we've talked before about our busy seasons because his job gets really busy during the summer, and my job is I don't have it in the summer. And and so we have great just kind of a great routine of he picks up the slack when he knows I'm busy and I pick up the slack when I know he's busy and then there isn't a chore around this house that he is um not willing to do and he sees a need and he meets it and I get to brag on him in that way while also challenging men who are listening to this that your wife needs that she needs help and if you just say to her how can I help you would it help you if I unloaded the dishwasher would it help you if I put those away whatever it is we need help and just doing acts of service makes people makes your wife feel loved Mm -hmm. I, I just hear this chorus of amen in my head i just hear a lot of women saying amen yep now i gotta figure out a way to get my husband to listen to this <laughs> yeah problem i don't that's know right. that's just right that's right well there's nothing really that you need to say about that because you, Ooh, do. you, you can bribe them with one of those needs that i mentioned from go. the guys last week there you go there you go if you will do this i will make it worth your while um okay so we're not we're not endorsing bribery, but you know what I mean. Um, and really, I mean, is there anything you want to say about that area? I mean, you really do great in it. So, I, But there's a lot of men who don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. a way to, like, can you figure out a way to make them see it as a, how important it is? Does that make sense? Well, it just, like, I do think that part of it is a heart issue um, because I think that a lot of times, that guys they think with a with a goal in mind like there's some sort of motivation um for doing stuff sure. that they don't really want to do mm-hmm. you know um i mean it's kind of like you know if we're you know if you're at a job you I mean your motivation for doing your work is because you want to keep your job and you want to get paid and so you know there's a lot of guys i think just kind of think that way and so we need to be able to shift to more of, I just want to serve my spouse. And I do think that there is an element of guys thinking, okay, well, 
you know, if I do this for her, you know, then she's going to reward me in this way or, you know, she'll do this for me or whatever. And then when it doesn't happen, then it's like, well, I ain't doing that again, you know. And that, and we're not just talking about sexually. No, like men, no, I'm just. Like I, but, but then there's some healthy in that too because I, we know a couple that he does, he busts his butt to help around the house and to get on top of things and make sure things are done so that he can go hunting on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you know, like, yeah. it's yeah. like, I'm going to do my part around here so that I can do this. And I yeah. think there's some healthy in that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. To just, just, acknowledging that hey you have a lot on your plate what can I do to help you Mm -hmm. yeah and I just think that you know like I was saying last week we get in this cycle too where if we were all appreciative if Mm -hmm. both spouses were appreciative of each other and were you know constantly thanking each other constantly serving Mm -hmm. each other then it just works, you know, yeah. and it's just a well-oiled machine. But when one side breaks down, mm-hmm. then it becomes a grind for yeah. the other one. That's right. And we know that there are plenty of people listening that you're just stuck there. Mm-hmm. And you're just stuck in this grind where you're like, I'm the only one doing anything. And all these things that you're saying, yes, they're exactly right, but I can't get my spouse to do anything. Yep. And, you know, we say this all the time, you can't fix your spouse. Yep. So... You do the things that you know you're supposed to be doing, and some of that just comes comes back to being a servant. Yeah. And and I do believe that spouses are called to be servants of their spouse, mm-hmm. and so yeah, you know that's a hard issue. And there's some women out there who are sitting here listening and go, "Oh, I just wish my husband would do that," or "I just you know," and and you may say, "Yes, Heather, I have," but I'm going to say, "Have you asked him?" Like. He can't read your mind. If you would say to him, hey, it would really help me out if you would unload the dishwasher right now. Now, he may say no. There are going to be some men out there that say no, and I'll come hit them for you if you want me to. <laughs> but, it, but you can't just expect men to know how to read your mind and say, oh, I see a need there. Let me go meet it. Mm-hmm. I think that that can be... After, you know, over time, it can, can they can see that. But at the beginning, they may need a little help. And it's not, could you get off your butt and do something? It's, hey, I could really use your help to do this. Would you mind helping me with that? Let, let me ask you this. How often throughout the day do you think things like, oh, I wish my husband, I mean, like, like I mean, I'm being really specific so for me like how often during the day do you kind of think man I really hope Rusty would would do this or often like like 15 times 20 times I mean what it would what is it a number I mean Uh, I wouldn't say that much but you but you find yourself thinking yeah I would say like what are the like maybe some specific things like what kind of goes through your head that you find yourself thinking about multiple times I throughout the day. I think it's more of crap when I get home I'm going to have to do this 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 and this and wouldn't it be nice if Rusty already had done one of those or has already thought about even like dinner like the thought of having to come up with something for dinner every single day and when you would just text and say hey how not even if you're saying you'll do it but just an idea for Mm. dinner that's like oh that's one less thing that I have to think about it I know that it's 
Tuesday and he just threw out Taco Tuesday. We're doing tacos. Mm -hmm. And that just takes this heaviness off of, I have to come up with something for dinner tonight. Yeah. But then I also know for you, because you've told me this before, it makes you feel loved when I have a plan for dinner. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So there's some of these that can go both ways. Oh, yeah. And that's just part of not, being a team. Right. And you're not going to get it right every no. time. But the reason why I ask that is because I think this will maybe help put it in perspective a little bit for guys and girls, um, you know, the, the husbands and the wives out there. Because we have heard research says that men think about sex 19 times a day. Now, I don't, I mean, some t some people say that it's way more than that, but regardless. And some people say it's less. Right, but that's, that is, a, that is an actual statistic that has been, that has been done. But there are women out there, most of you women are out there thinking, how in the world do you think about that 19 times right. a day? Well, and you can't think one time to unload the dishwasher. <laughs> right. But in the same way, we are thinking, how do you not think about it? Right. How do you not think? I mean, like I think about it all day long. So how do you not think about it? Mm -hmm. And so the reason why I'm, why I'm pointing that out is because we're both, both of us, you know, inside of our heads, we're thinking to ourselves, you know, I'm thinking, why do you not ever think about sex? And you're thinking, why do you ever not think about stuff that you can do around the house to help right. me? You know, and so that's why I need to be able to go. Well, gosh, now I get it. Like you don't think about that because you think about something else. And as much as I think about something else, you're thinking about that. So somehow we've got to figure out how we meet in the middle and be compatible in those in those areas. But right. I think it's just a like, I think it just proves a point of where it's shocking to us that you would think about that kind of stuff so much. And in the same way, it's shocking to you that we think about what we think mm -hmm. about. Yeah. And your spouse may be thinking about something completely different and you just got to figure out what that is. Like, what's important to them? What is it? What role do they need you to play and what need do they need you to meet? Yeah, and we've talked about this before because we've said, you know, if I came home every single day and was like, gosh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mop the floors every day because our dog comes in and leaves tracks in little paw prints. And so every day I'm going to mop these floors and she's going to think I'm the greatest. And you don't, I mean, it doesn't really bother you all that. Don't bother me. Yeah. And, <laughs> but you would think to yourself, well, gosh, if you quit mopping the dang floor and go to the grocery and get uh -huh. some food <laughs> that we can have for dinner, wouldn't that right. be awesome? That's right. That's but right. we just don't, you know, if you don't talk about it, you don't right. know. Right. But yeah, that's a good example. That's the thing. You got to find out what it is that, that really speaks to your spouse. You know how you started off with the, um, I think you called it the mature topic. Yeah. <laughs> and then you went to the immature one. Let's talk about sex for a little while. No. So, Wait, we're about to talk about sex. Again. Twice oh, in one week. Well, that's funny because we actually talked, this first thing was almost the exact same thing we talked about I for know. the guy. It's, it's just weird. a little different. It's just different. It's not the same. Yeah. It's different. It has different mm -hmm. things that are important. Okay. So I think that there's this, um, horrible rumor and horrible truth, but it's not a truth, untruth, that all men love sex and women don't. And I don't think that that's fair or all men want it and 
and the women are like, not so much. And I don't think that that's fair. I think that there are both and out there. And I also think that whether um, the man is the sexual driven one or the woman is the sexual driven one, I think that the most important thing is to communicate about it. I love non-sexual touch. One of my love languages is physical touch. And I mean, everybody has that one, but it's important to me to lay on the sofa and Rusty just lay his arm around me or rub my feet. I know some of you are like, that's disgusting, but Mm -hmm. I always shower first. And he does a really sweet job rubbing my feet or rubbing my back or playing with my hair. Do you wash your feet? Shut up. We are not going there. I told you to shut up on the podcast. I'm really sorry. And there's some history with that. But anyway, um, non-sexual touch, I love. Like, I love it. But I fight the feeling every time that he is touching me, like pops me on the butt while I'm cooking, or if he snuggles with me while we're watching TV, I battle, he's only doing this because he wants it to lead to something else. And I want to be confident in the fact that he would do that just showing me that he loves me and not because he's hoping that it will lead to something else. Now, I know Rusty well enough that if no matter when he touches me or where he touches me or whether it's non-sexual or not, It's fine with him if it leads to something else. But I have talked to him several times. This is not the first time that you're hearing this about the fact that it's important to me to feel loved in that way without it having to lead to something else. Mm -hmm. And yes, I know I know all of those things about you. And I think that most guys would would probably agree if their wives feel that way, which most probably do, that they feel as they, they understand it. I think where there is a little bit of confusion in it is two things. One is when you're first, and again, I get it. I'm not going, like, honeymoon stage is different. But in the honeymoon stage of marriage, those kind of things definitely always led to something. Because sure. just you just both of you can't get your hands off each other ever. Well, I do feel like that there is a shift and a, you know, a maturity, a growing, whatever you want to call it. And women, they they don't live in that honeymoon stage forever. <laughs> did you think I said honeymoon? <laughs> that's kind of funny. I did not say My that. My got real big. That's okay, hilarious. Sorry, keep okay. Going. But I don't think the most guys we don't ever leave that stage or don't yeah i mean does that does that make sense yeah. like there's there's still that part of like we are that part of our brain still functions that way mm-hmm. and i don't mm-hmm. think that women's do over time sure. not as much mm-hmm. and so there's this little confusion there's a bit of confusion of like what happened yeah like why did that sure. change well you know? and i am sitting here and again this is me but i keep the i what i hear is 
there are so many other ways that I feel loved just as powerfully mm. as you feel loved in a sexual experience. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's good. And and so there, it's kind of like, but you could do this, 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 or this, and I feel just as loved as if we were in bed being yeah. intimate together. Whereas I think for you, yes, respect and all those things that we talked about last week are huge, but that's but the sexual experience is still a very huge way that you feel loved. Yeah. So <clears throat> so the other thing that I was going to say about this, and I, I really think this is going to hit home to some people. I think that a lot of guys that when they do non-sexual touch and in their mind they are hoping mm-hmm. that it leads to something sexual, it's because they're going... I need this to happen now because it might not happen for another month. Mm-hmm. And and that's what they're thinking. Now, I'm not saying that that's how we function. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that, so where I'm going with that is, if if these things, we said this last week, if these things become just a natural part of your rhythm of life where, you know, I I become a very affectionate person for you in a non-sexual type mm-hmm. of way. And it's just, it's not like it just happens all the time. I'm not saying all the time, but it just yeah. happens naturally. Mm-hmm. Then you're not going to have that feeling of every time right. that I want That's something. Right. In the same way, if our sex life is good mm-hmm. and it's not that we're going, you know, yeah two to three weeks or four weeks or between. like you said last week birthday anniversary Valentine's. yeah <laughs> like if i like if i you know if i'm not banking on my better get it while i can right. that kind of thing right. then it just like it's just take a breath we're just enjoying each right. other but so much of that has to do with is is that part of your life healthy like right. are you having i mean you know and I, again yeah, everybody's different so i'm not putting a number <laughs> but you know it's if that's happening and every, and you're satisfied in that mm-hmm. area and you're enjoying it and it's healthy, then, yeah, you're not expecting something right. every right. time. Well, so. we had a conversation in our small group several weeks ago, and one of the girls after said this, like, I mean, after several days was like, this changed how I think about this. And I loved it. And so I was like, I'm, I'm going to share this right here. It just came to me. Um when let we were talking about that night there was a night that um that our our child that lives at home we knew was going to be gone and we had already said let's rent a movie let's I don't remember if we went to dinner if we just ordered something whatever we knew we had a night and in my head I knew this is going to be a great night for us to be intimate together but I wanted to watch TV or a movie and cuddle with you on the couch without constantly thinking we might have to stop the movie to make this happen because I just that I just didn't want to I wanted to enjoy it so I was like, hey, when we got home from dinner, I was like, hey, why don't we go in the bedroom first before we watch the movie? And your eyes got real big. And and, and that's how we did that that night. We were intimate because I knew that was going to be the outcome. And so we we were intimate together. Then we came out and enjoyed the movie and you snuggled with me and I laid there the entire time knowing that 
that wasn't going to lead to something. Does that make sense? Yeah. And she literally was like, I've never thought about that in my life. And, and like it worked for them, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to go, this is important to me. Mm-hmm. I know it's important to you. I know it's coming because we have the night at home by ourselves. So let's take care of that. Like let's be fully intentional and and then we can lay on the sofa mm-hmm. and watch TV and mm-hmm. and not and I don't think you care what order it comes in. Nope. Right? Don't care. Okay. So I'm just saying that's an option. I might have just transformed somebody's sex life. Okay. <laughs> The last thing, do I have time for one more? You better hurry. Okay, last time, I mean last thing, is I know, and you're going to have something to say about this, I know, there's a fear of rejection one way or the other. Mm-hmm. If someone offers, you know, if somebody says, hey, do you want to have sex? Or, hey, do you want to be intimate? Whatever. Or if you start trying to be and get rejected, there's a fear of rejection. And for us, it got to be, really bad to where you never initiated because you were afraid of rejection rejection Mm -hmm. so I ended up doing a lot of the initiating because if I initiated you knew it was going to happen and you didn't have to worry about rejection we have somewhat if not all the way gotten healthier from that to where I feel like you initiate as well too it is important for both Mm -hmm. to initiate It doesn't need to always be one partner or the other because it leaves the other one feeling undesired and unwanted. And whether that's the male or female initiating, it it leaves the other partner feeling undesired and unwanted. And if you are constantly saying no to your spouse or not tonight or I have a headache or let's pick another time, they're going to quit asking because of the fear of rejection. So I know we're talking about what women want. And so on my list, I put that I wanted to feel wanted and I want you to initiate sometimes. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say we haven't been a whole, through a whole journey right. to get to a healthy spot in that. Yeah. No, that's, I think that's perfectly said. I Honestly, I don't really have anything to add to that because it's, it does, it needs to, it needs to go both ways that both spouses are, are, and I, I think that I think that that kind of goes back to last week when we talked about with the guys just want to feel desired. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that husbands and wives mm-hmm. both want to feel desired, right. and it looks a little different, you know, for the husband or the wife. But in the same way, they both want to feel like their partner still, right. you know, my spouse still feels like I'm it, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Did you ever think that we would be sharing all of this information with the entire world and not really even think (laughs) twice about it? Well, here's the thing. You know, I mean, sex and physical intimacy, it's created by God. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be a beautiful act of worship between a husband and a wife. Right. And, you know, I think that, that society has just completely messed that up and our culture and so you know i do think it's important that people godly and god chasing people speak into that and you know it's funny we're not one of these podcasts that talk about it every single week Mm -hmm. and they there are those out there and you can find them if you want to 
Um, but but we would just be we wouldn't be honoring God with all areas of marriage and what He desires for a healthy marriage if we didn't address it that's because right. that's where so many people are broken. And it's not just that. Like most marriages that we that come to us for counsel or for coaching, it's because they're completely broken in this area because they've they've suffered an affair, infidelity, which is obviously our story. And so, like, I hope that people that are listening to this, I don't think that it happens, but I, I hope there aren't people out there that are like, oh, no, they're talking about sex. You know, why, why don't you keep that to yourself, you know? It's not it's not that it's that we also want to be able to share that in the most broken place that we had in our marriage that God was able to redeem that. And it's something that we genuinely still work on all the Mm -hmm. time and try to improve and be better in that area because it's such an important part of marriage. And so if you're broken in that area. God can redeem it, and I hope that we are able to be a picture of that for you. Absolutely. So Good stuff. All right. Hey, well, we enjoyed it. These two weeks were fun, so it's a good conversation. I hope you learned something, and we'll see you guys next week.